We are uh, looking at the book of Hebrews. We turn today to chapter 2. And uh, this is this letter to the Hebrews in the first century before 70 AD. It is, it is shaped like a sermon. And um, we are uh, now, we've been, we started with chapter 1, verse 1. We now go to chapter 2, verse 1. We must pay more careful attention, therefore, to do what we have heard so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken by the angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore such a great salvation? So um, this translation that I'm reading from, uh, does us a little bit of a disservice. It might be better if we started with the therefore. It, I, this starts, this translation is, we must pay more careful attention, therefore, to do what we have heard. So, um, look, the, you should know, the chapters and verses in the Bible are not inspired. They're not from God. They're, they're, they're a late addition to this. And the joke, I, I think there's some perhaps truth to this, is that uh, these, these, they were established, they were uh, delineated by an itinerant preacher who was riding on horseback. And we're pretty certain that there were times when, uh, you know, the horse tripped or whatever because his pen seems to have landed in very uh, confusing positions. So you don't start a chapter. It doesn't seem like you ought to start a chapter with a therefore because a therefore is a conclusion of an argument. So let's just recognize the argument that is being made here. The argument is, first chapter one, Jesus is better than anyone, anything, better than, right, better than the angels. Well, if Jesus is better than the angels, and this is the argument that you needed to follow the message of the angels, you need to follow the message of, of prophets, you need to follow the message of, of people down here, how much more do we need to be certain to follow the message of Jesus? How much more do we need to be certain to honor and to obey the things that we hear from Jesus? Now, um, look, I, I, I want to I step back from this and say there, there are some people who are saying something that I am not. There are some people that say, yes, I'm all about following Jesus, and Jesus is all about, in the New Testament, we get to leave the Old Testament behind, because the Old Testament is full of blood and gore and violence and, and, and a God who's angry and vindictive, and we don't want any of that. So I, I always challenge that statement. There are, there are harsh passages in the Old Testament, to be sure. If you don't know about them, you haven't read the Old Testament. But when you read the Old Testament, uh, what comes across as much as anything is that God is patient to the point of being a fool. He, he often plays almost sort of the part of, of, the, of the abused uh, woman who keeps going back to the abuser. You're like, no, no, stop, don't do that. So there are some people that think that the, that the law in the Old Testament is all bad. Look, not true. Uh, the law, and we'll be looking at this um, in about a year. Where I've been, I personally have been having my devotional times the last six months in the book of Exodus. I think I mentioned that. And the Exodus is where, of course, we get the, the law, Mount Sinai, Ten Commandments, and all that. The law is, is not this punitive, small-minded, um, you know, prohibitive kind of arbitrary, capricious rules. 
The law is a gift that God gives to us because it reflects his character. It reveals him, but it also reveals how the world works. It reveals reality. I remember as a kid uh, with a couple other friends, we formed a, uh, a club. What, what kid doesn't form a club? We formed a club and we had a secret clubhouse. It was the attic of the garage. And uh, the first thing we did after forming this club was we had rules about the club. And uh, most of the rules were about punishing anyone that found our fort. Now, for the record, what I remember about the fort is we would hang out there in the summer and it was in the attic of the garage, which meant it was like 120 degrees. I mean, who would ever want to be in this fort? It's just this, it's, it's, there's nothing nice about the, the attic of the garage. But uh, we had all these rules and uh, we forgot about the rules. And like three years later, we found the rules and they were so crazy, uh, as many human rules are. But God's laws are not like that at all. God's laws are wonderful. They are liberating. They are, they are a path to a world, to a life that works. And so uh, I don't want to say that when we, when we talk about, yes, we're affirming what Jesus says, we've got to follow that. Jesus does not uh, dismiss the Old Testament. He says, do not think I've come to overturn the, the law, right? Not one jot or tittle is going to be overturned. Not one period or comma is out of place. I'm, to, I'm here to fulfill it. But in light of who Jesus is, we need to be certain that we obey what he calls us to. Have a good day.